Welcome. You're tuning in to Calligraphy Unscripted. I'm Christy Tony, a calligraphy expert with 16 years of experience. And in this podcast, you can expect storytelling, actionable tips, and mindset hacks to help you along in this discipline. So let's just jump right in and ink up. Welcome to or welcome back to the Calligraphy Unscripted podcast. I am proud to say that we have landed on episode 16. It's wild. I feel like I just started. Now, I want to talk today about the importance of a clear vision for your calligraphy business. Every time I do a video articulating like five things I would do if I were starting today, three ways I'd recommend you market your business, knowing what I know now, (laughs) things like that. The reason I can speak so confidently about these things is because I have a clear vision for my business. Who do I want to be as a calligrapher? Who do I want to help? What kind of work I enjoy doing the most? Because of this clarity, I wanted to present 10 questions for you to focus on to help you become crystal clear about your business vision and your goals. If you can get clear on that, you will be clear on what you specifically need to focus on. Now, there are tons of obstacles that can get in a calligrapher's way as we navigate such a visually stimulating industry, right? There's the overconsumption of content, which I'm very guilty of, imposter syndrome, uh, being disorganized about exactly what you want to offer, not focused enough on your own improvement, just a lot that can get in our way. So let's start with the questions. Number one, why did you start calligraphy? Um, everyone has an origin story. My first podcast was all about how I started and how I came to do the things that I do. Um, I think we can all remember when we fell in love with this discipline. And depending on where you are in your journey, it will help you to reflect on that special time, especially as social calligraphers at the end of the season, because this is the time of the season that you're pretty exhausted. (laughs) Now, for more on this, check out episode 12 on the Calligraphy Unscripted podcast called From Pen to Purpose, Exploring My Why. Okay, number two, what makes your style unique? Now, there is something about what we all do that is in some ways the same, but it's also somehow different. Now, clients who want to utilize my services are seeking me out because of some nuance that they've seen woven throughout my work. So it's good to remember that there is something beautiful and amazing, not about what a number of calligraphers have done. They are marveling over your work specifically. Understand what it is that sets you apart from the other work that you see. Depending on what opportunities you have, you may have to articulate this. So you should know. You should be very aware of what it is. Number three, who is your target audience or client? Think about who specifically are you creating for? 
Now, some people actually have very specific avatars for this. They actually name their clients. Like her name is Samantha. Um, They have an idea of where she shops, how she spends her time. Now, I am a believer that you can have more than one kind of person to market your services to. But definitely, once we're talking about luxury clients versus working class clients versus DIY, all of that, definitely. There are some clients that are seeking social calligraphers and they are looking for experiences. And that is different from somebody simply checking off a list of signs that they have to get. So knowing the difference will save you some time and it will focus your efforts more efficiently. So understand your audience. Number four, what are your long-term goals? Now, I think everyone should have both a five-year plan and a 10-year plan, no exceptions. As you age, this will become more and more important. You want to keep up with where the industry is going and stay on top of whatever trends will keep you at the top of your game. Also, you might want to incorporate how you will want to transition from maybe just doing one or two things. Now, I've personally, over the last two years, transitioned into more of a content creator. Now, I still haven't perfected that process, but I am in the trenches. Now, I spent so much of my time and effort in the past on client work that I almost feel like I am playing catch up on everything that I'd like to be able to share when I probably should have been sharing as early as 2018. So think about what you want to eventually do with all this real world knowledge and experience that you are getting because it's valuable. We are literally skilled craftsmen. In the year of 2023. And that's nothing to sneeze at. This is information that younger generations should learn. Number five. What are the values behind your work? This is probably something that I don't know if we think about a lot. But what are the underlying principles that guide your work? They guide your business decisions. Your interactions with your clients or your community. I mean, this goes beyond just calligraphy. It's about authenticity in your work. Are you making sure that you're not copying other people's work? Sustainability. Do you care about the materials that you use and how they impact the environment? Or maybe accessibility. Is it important that your work and your workshops are inclusive? Are you using closed captions? All those different things would be under the umbrella of your personal values and how they relate to your brand and your work. Number six, how do you deal with comparison or imposter syndrome? Now, I keep this really simple. With imposter syndrome, I always say that if there is someone's feed that is intimidating to you, that makes you feel bad about yourself, just unfollow that person. I promise you they won't notice. They won't notice. Now, if you are not feeling feelings of aspiration or appreciation when you see someone else's fabulous feed, this amazing work that they're doing, then it's time to narrow your focus. Because it's only, it's only distracting you. 
And we can all be guilty of overconsuming online content anyway. Even as adults, it's pretty easy to go down different rabbit holes. So your content consumption, think of it as something that it should be considered to be an activity that is moving you and your business forward. Use your powers of scrolling for good and not evil. Okay, number seven, what is your preferred medium and why? Yeah, listen, I'm going to ask you, and I'm really going to beg you to go ahead and embrace wherever you have landed underneath this hand-lettered arts umbrella. Okay, it's a big tent. Now, unless you are looking to make a major pivot, go ahead and lean into what you are good at and what you've become known for. I spent too many years feeling guilty because I wasn't doing enough pointed pen work. I wasn't doing enough vows. I wasn't doing enough long scripts. Now, obviously, more traditional calligraphy is how I started. Most calligraphers starting in 2005, 2006, 2007, you were doing broad edge calligraphy anyway. So I started off doing broad edge. I bought the sets. Then I taught myself pointed pen. And I've taken more pointed pen classes since that time. But again, I've already told you my story, how I got known for mirrors. And that's what I ended up doing. And I do enjoy it. So back then, there literally were not the same avenues even available. iPad lettering, mirrors, acrylic, blah, blah, blah. Now, I will always have a soft spot when it comes to my roots. However, it needs to be said that calligraphers who primarily work with pointed pen nibs and do gold leaf and illumination and are working in all of these beautiful traditional materials, they are no better than you and me. They aren't. This feeling of superiority is one that can be perpetuated by some of these same people who are creating their acanthus leaves and, and, and making their beautiful work. I mean, I, I've seen it. I've, it it's, it's come up at Iampeth, the annual conference. I hear it on the Calligraphy Masters podcast, and I just think it is so unnecessary. And it also completely negates the history, the real history of modern calligraphy styles and their origins. So, you know, if it hurts your eyes, then look away. That's a whole other podcast, too. I need to put a pin there so I can talk about the history of modern calligraphy. But I do, I think this point is worth mentioning because it did make me feel guilty. And I think that that guilt stopped me from doing a lot more that that I could be doing and and I didn't serve the audiences that were really watching me and really wanting to learn my craft I think it hindered me so I I I definitely if you're feeling funny don't feel funny please don't and I just think back I actually created a whole separate Instagram account it's called Christy.Tony.Writes. And it was created as some kind of, I mean, this is not public. This is just me. 
but as it was some kind of weird defense to an imaginary and sometimes not so imaginary voice whispering in my ear that I should be doing more traditional work. Again, don't be like me. Focus on what you're good at, what you gravitated towards, and what you've become known for. There's no shame in it, and it will only help you serve your audience in a more authentic manner. Number eight, what courses, classes, or skills do you want to pursue? Now it's time to set a learning path for yourself. What do you want to get better at? It's as simple as that. Focus on the areas that you are struggling with and get better. Your clients who have mostly no ability will always say something is gorgeous, right? However, you need to have your own standards. Getting better will only give you the confidence to do more. And with an expanded portfolio comes even more opportunities. Number nine, how do you measure success in your craft? What kind of success is most important for you? Now, I know money is not the primary motivator for a lot of calligraphers. There is also an emotional component. There's satisfaction with a job well done, a great reputation that you've built over the years inside your market, longevity, a large volume of students that you've taught, mentored, helped. Whether you want to point to your accomplishments, expertise, or your journey as a calligrapher, just think about your proudest moments, how they made you feel, and how you want to position yourself. And remember that success comes in many forms. Finally, number 10, who inspires you? Now, there is always someone who you are inspired by, and that is a person that you should see what you can learn from. Now, some calligraphers are open books, others not so much. However, there is so much that can be learned over time by witnessing people's journeys. Social media has made this so much easier than it once was. You can watch not only a person's lifestyle change as they get married, have children, rebrand their company, reinvent themselves, and most importantly, see how their work evolves. It's just really an amazing thing to watch people do this. Because it does, it, it, it does make you feel like more things are possible for you in your own business and, and in your own journey. So yeah, that was a lot to unpack. <laughs> but I think it's necessary for both the first quarter and as we enter fourth quarter to do inventories like this. So main takeaways are to go through these questions, be brutally honest in your answers, and see how the revelations can help you develop a more cohesive plan going forward. You should be laser focused on the services you want to provide, the clients and the audience you hope to serve, and finally, ways that you want to improve and evolve. Finally, thanks for listening and email me any questions that you think should be added to this inventory or any other feedback that you want to provide. 
email me at my new mailbag, calligraphyunscriptedqa at gmail.com. Again, that's calligraphyunscriptedqa at gmail.com. I'll link to the email as well as an overview of these questions in the show notes. I'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I appreciate you listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Check out some of my problem-solving content in the show notes and I'd love to connect with you on socials. I can be found on Patreon, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under Calligraphy by CT. Until next time.